Green Visions, Green Ideas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Um, this podcast is, as usual, supported by allgoodspeakers.com. Today, my guest is Kerstin Oberpriler. My name is Kerstin Fischer. Um, and uh, Kerstin Oberpriler is uh, an expert on gamification. Uh, welcome, Kerstin. Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit to yourself? Yes, thank you. And I have to say, that's probably the first time someone has correctly pronounced my name. So thank you. <laughs> um, my name is Dr. Kirsten Oberprilla. I'm CEO and co-founder of Pentaquest, uh, and I live and breathe gamification. So my PhD was in workplace gamification, and that's what I do for a living. So it's all about behavior change and adding fun to nudge behavior. Right. You have a company that, uh, that is devoted to gamification and behavior change, right? That's right. Yeah. So we, we help um, organizations of all different shapes and sizes to apply gamification to solve their problems. Um, it can be employee engagement. It can be looking at um, citizens. It can be looking at students. Um, so, yeah, we help them understand what gamification is and how it applies to them in their workplace. Okay. And maybe you want to uh, tell our uh, listeners a little bit about what actually gamification is? Yes, absolutely. So gamification is using game mechanics and experience design to engage users and solve real world problems. So it's taking the components that make games so fun and applying them into the real world. Um, and so gamification comes in many different varieties. Um, it could be as simple as things like your Fitbit, which is encouraging you to get up and go for a walk, uh, things like Duolingo to help you learn a language, and of course, much um, more complex and different types of gamification. So essentially, it's about bringing a bit of fun into your life um, to, to nudge behavior and achieve something together. Okay, so I, I think we are all uh, used to like getting badges and points, collect points and uh, leaderboards and things like that. Uh, but you go far beyond that, right? Yes, that's right. And um, points, badges and leaderboard is what we call the PBL triad in, in the gamification sphere. The, and using points, badges and leaderboards, um, you know, those mechanics work um, and you can use them. What, it, what we did found, though, in, in early gamification about 10 years ago is that the gamification examples coming out really heavily relied on the PBL triad and on competition, and it only goes so far. Um, I've even had people approach me and say, hey, Kirsten, can you help us? Um, you know, we want to gamify um, uh, our work. We want to use badges. And I said, okay, and, 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 and what else? They're like, no, no, just badges. Just that's it. Um, so I didn't end up working with them because you just can't, like a, a badge is just a single mechanic and it can feel empty if it doesn't make sense as the whole uh, gamified experience. So when you apply gamification, it's about really understanding who's your audience, what are the different types of mechanics, because there's over 300 game mechanics that you can choose from um, and putting those together into a format that makes sense is fun and is engaging for your audience. Um, particularly in the workplace as well, we find that If you use competition-only experiences for some workplaces, that's not that's not quite right. Um, so you want to be able to layer in levels of collaboration as well as some friendly competition if that's right for, for you or your organization. So there is gamification without competition uh, as well. So how does absolutely. that work? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so actually, as part of my PhD, one of the workplaces um, I worked with was a school, and they were looking at how can we increase innovation for our teachers um, and, and, and getting them to, to run classes in different ways because often teachers kind of just run classes in the same way because they've been teaching for 30 years. And so with something like like innovation, trying something new and failing, you really need to feel like you're in a safe environment. And so through the, through the research process, you know, we realised, well, we can't have competition or individual ranking when we're all trying to support each other and be innovative. Um, and so um, we developed a gamification design for them that had no points, no competition, no ranking, um, and it was purely team-based. So we had team-based goals. We had a wall of appreciation where students and teachers could just thank each other. Um, and it worked really well. It worked really well. At, at the end of the, the research period, there was increased engagement, increased communication, better sense of team goals, um, as well as an increase in, in workplace satisfaction. Um, so, so definitely, um, yes, gamification is beyond competition um, and you can do completely collaborative, completely team-based gamification as well. Okay. And uh, how do you use it uh, for like sustainability and uh, to yeah, make workplaces and organizations more sustainable? I mean, that's quite relevant for uh, our audience. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really excited about gamification for sustainability. I think there's so much potential here. Um, you know, climate change is the biggest challenge that we're facing. So it makes sense to use as many different technologies and approaches that we can. And particularly because a lot of the challenge is around behaviour, gamification makes a lot of sense. Um, so there's, there's some really great examples out there that, that I, I wanted to share with you. There's two examples um, that, are, that are simple, that they're what I call playful design, more than, more than gamification, but they're really great examples and you can kind of look them up afterwards. The first is the world's deepest bin. If you just type into YouTube, YouTube world's deepest bin, you'll, you'll see a fun video on that. Um, essentially, it's trying to encourage people to pick up trash and put it in the bin. And um, when you place a piece of rubbish in the bin, it, it makes a sound. So there's a little mechanism that triggers the sound. It makes it sound like it's falling for a very, very, very long time. Um, mm -hmm. So very simple from a mechanic. It's a single mechanic, um, but it's, it's quite fun. So check that one out. Um, the other one is Bottle Bank Arcade. Um, again, look up, look this one up on YouTube, Bottle Bank Arcade. And um, it's trying to encourage people to recycle glass bottles. And so it's essentially a big box on the street. It's got, um, I think, four or five different holes um, where you can put bottles in. When you approach it, um, there's a light that uh, that triggers along the different, um, the different holes and it stops on one and that's the one that you put the bottle in. Um, and there's a score. So each time you put a bottle in, you're earning points. And there's also a score for the community. Um, again, quite a simple example, but I really liked it as a fun way of rather going, oh, I have to go, you know, recycle the bottles. It just makes it more like an arcade game, um, which mm -hmm. is really fun. Yes. And the other great. one, this one's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the other one it, that is just one of my favorite examples of gamification, it's called Jewel Bug, J-O-U-L-E Bug, B-U-G, so Jewel Bug. Um, and this one's really looking at the behavior. Um, so this one's free for individuals as well. So definitely um, have a look at that one. And essentially what it does is it breaks down environmentally sustainable behaviors for me as an individual. 
because as an individual it can feel quite daunting like how on earth am I going to change you know this whole this whole big systemic issue but it just goes you know what focus on the things that you can do you know switch off your devices when you're not using them um, use a reusable bag pack your lunch you know there's a hot there's a hundred different uh, things that you can do in there each time that I as user do those activities I can what's called buzz them so I'm earning points I'm earning badges and trophies and things for it but it also calculates the difference that I've made. So it, it calculates the, the amount of waste that I've diverted, the amount of litres of water that I've saved, um, and the amount of carbon dioxide that I've saved. Um, there's also challenges and prizes and things like that. Um, but I just really love that as an example of using gamification to gamify all and nudge those different behaviours that I can do at any a given day. So it's empowering, it's educational, and it's fun as well. So definitely check that one out. Really great example. Yeah, that that all sounds great. Actually, we do have a, a behavior change challenge uh, for our students uh, at our university as well. Um, and so all these ideas are just gorgeous uh, and uh, really inspirational also for, for us, I would think. Would you have any um, other recommendation, like what we could try at a university level, like or on a, like a social organizational level? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we apply gamification to, to organizations. So that might be, you know, thousands of people. Um, so Pentequest has a, a behavioral nudge platform that, that we use. Um, and it's essentially whenever whenever you look at how do you apply gamification to a group of people at that organizational, at the social level, you want to make sure that you are creating um, different paths for success. So different people have different motivational styles. So some love the competition, some absolutely hate it, and they really love that sense of progress. Um, other people are driven more by the sense of I'm working in a team and my team is doing well. Um, so when, when you're designing gamification at that level, you want to be able to build in different pathways of success so that the, the user types that love the collaboration, they can access that. The competition is there for those that love that and, and so forth. Um, and one, one example that comes to mind is we worked with a company that was um, really looking at the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals as one of their the core pieces of strategy. So they had it written in their strategy. They had the, the SDGs up on a wall, but they felt like people weren't really living and, and breathing the values. Um, and so what we what we did is we we broke down, well, what do each of those goals mean from an individual level? Um, and actually, in, and on the um, UN website, you can, you can find what are different actions you can take. And so basically, we, we broke that down into different things that um, um, staff could do. And then people were awarded um, points through, through the platform to do that. Um, each week, there was like, like a roundup. So um, at their weekly um, get together, they, they had a weekly meeting across all their offices. Um, people were in teams and you could say, right, this team's doing really well on this, on this challenge. This team's doing really well on this. Um, and then at the end of six months, there was prizes for the, for the teams that came first, second and third and, and so forth. So that's another really great way to, to tie in um, some of those behaviors into a, a whole of workplace level. Mm -hmm. Super. Extremely interesting. Uh, it was really a pleasure to have you here. I know you have to uh, to go now, so um, I'm afraid we have to uh, say goodbye. But thank you uh, so much for uh, talking to us and um, thank you all for listening. Um, and uh, until the next time.